Hello everyone, welcome to the Aquarian Mind Podcast. Today's podcast episode number 30. I'm your host Jamel Crothers. It's Book Insight Friday and we're continuing through the Code Blue series. So today we're talking about Code Blue Note to the Badging Gun Part 3 and what went into writing this book. So, um, well, planning out Part 3 of this series... It was interesting in its own way. Um, it was a transitional phase of, you know, not, you know, not just Gary, but Gary Jr. Also, you know, with Gary Jr. not not wanting to deal with his father and wanting nothing to do, you know, with his dad and why, you know, he's continuing to allow corruption to go on in his workplace. I had to shine a little bit of light for Gary. Remember, Gary's a protagonist and an antagonist, if you think about it. So, there had to be an incorporation of risk re- reward for Gary not speaking about things that are going on in the line of duty. So, this is unrealistic in a way, but he gets a chance to go work with the DEA. Um, so, while there was hesitance to do this... Um, you know, I wanted to change the landscape of the series a little bit. Um, this doesn't, like I said, this doesn't happen in like real world situations. So I had to loop it a little bit. Remember, this is a fictional series, but it has undertones of reality. Um, so don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I wanted to continue the whole police department corruption, but I had to change it a little bit. And... Gary is excited to be part of this, you know, new case, but obviously this backfires on him. (laughs) Uh, I can't give it away, um, but I will say that risk-reward comes with a price. Uh, I think that's the best way to sum it up. So, uh, with all of this comes the alcohol addiction and... Uh, it's increasing significantly, and he's utilizing alcohol to soothe his woes and to realize that he lives in a house by himself. He no longer sleeps in the bedroom that he once occupied with his wife. Uh, his son's bedroom is empty, and his house is just a mess. It's in disarray, uh, and... The alcohol is uh, symbolism in a lot of ways. Um, alcohol addiction and drug addiction is is high in a lot of police departments across America. Um, police officers utilize alcohol to escape the realities of what they deal with on an everyday basis, whether it's corruption, lies, death, murder, uh various crimes of passion, um, blood and gore, and a whole lot of different things that take a toll on police officers mentally, physically, and emotionally. So alcohol is a way for a good amount of police officers to manage. Um, And also, drug addiction is very prevalent in police departments 
I'm not sitting here trying to bash police officers for what they do because it's a very, very risky job that, well, they signed up for. Um, but I did do research before I wrote this book and, you know, I did look into cases and I did look into, you know, how much police officers lean on and depend on alcohol to get by. Um, you know, even if you look at police TV drama, drama shows, a lot of times police officers are in bars and they're, they're having alcoholic drinks and things of that nature. So it is a reality that goes on. Uh, the storyline had to be, uh, pushed to where Gary is really kind of hitting his limit and, the alcohol is not going to get rid of the guilty conscience cases that he's has seen, heard, and unfortunately have been part of. So I know that, you know, this stuff is not easy to talk about, but it's the reason why I write these things in books. So people can soak in and engulf these, this information that I am writing about. I don't just decide to just write books. I do spend time watching the world, watching the propagandized news, um, reading on previous cases, reflecting back on cases from when I was a child. Uh, you name it, I do it. Um, I don't just decide to sit down and write things. I study, you know, people, the world, people's thoughts, feelings, especially when it comes to other series, um, such as Struggles and Growth of a Man and, you know, Kids with Guns. I spent a lot of time, you know, looking at, you know, less, you know, previous, you know, school shootings, things of that nature. So just know that I don't just randomly decide to write these books. Um, for me, I'm all about imagery and emotion. If you can get a person to visualize what you're writing and you can get them to emote, I think I've done my job. Um, and none of this is easy to write about. So sometimes I have to get myself into a zone and there is, you know, music that can provide that for me. So just know that you know, none of this <clears throat> is easy for me. Uh, it's, you know, it's fun and fulfilling in a lot of ways. But, you know, these characters that I write about, especially a guy like Gary, where he's caught up in a lot of this stuff and the guilty conscience starts to kick in. Uh, and I'm not trying to excuse or absolve police officers for allowing all this to go on in front of their eyes but you know sometimes you got to shine light on the struggles that they're going through how they have a career that they love and how they want to do their 20 and get out and get their pension unscathed but there's a price that you have to pay in those 20 years and there's definitely no way in the world that police officers for 20 to 30 years have a career that they don't see certain things that 
the public doesn't ever see or they don't you know they don't become involved in something that they shouldn't be involved in things of that nature so always know that when I write these books I'm thinking about it from so many different perspectives and I'm always trying to shine light on something that we don't necessarily think about and the reason why is because we're only shown certain things we're not shown every other aspect and perspective and Kobu, Kobu 3 not only talks about you know the case that Gary is involved in with the, the Drug Enforcement Agency but um, it also talks about who he is as a man and as a character I mean not, not as a character sorry as a man and you know as a father um, so uh, you know Gary is someone that you're gonna love and you're gonna hate <laughs> throughout the series I'm just gonna tell you that right now so it's an uncomfort it's an uncomforting feeling you know reading a book series like this because it's very rare that you know authors write characters that are role kind of going on both sides between protagonist and antagonist um, and these these characters are, are more harder to write about uh, and you know you learn along the way how to really develop a character and develop a storyline to where it makes sense it's believable in a lot of ways and it makes you think because at the end of the day a lot of us you know are a combination of protagonists and antagonists right some people are gonna think you're you're the greatest person in the world and there's other people that are gonna think you're you're a complete jerk so just uh, hang along with me throughout this series. That's all I'll say. So the book, Kobu 3, along with the whole Kobu series, is available on all major bookstore platforms. Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, uh, Apple, Kobo, Scribe. Um, a couple of libraries also, like Baker and & Taylor and things of that nature. Uh, so... Yeah, that's for ebooks, uh, paperbacks, uh, Barnes and Nobles. I think it's there. Um, definitely, it's on uh, Amazon. You can get paperbacks there too. So, uh, if you want to get into the series, you want to really indulge in police corruption and police brutality and racism in America and things of that nature, and you really want to get a different perspective. Uh, trust and believe, I provide that. <laughs> so, uh, I will say that. So, with that said, that is my podcast for today. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Hope you guys uh, continue to strive to be great. Be good, everyone, and go accomplish your goals.